This is That Marketing Podcast. Brought to you by Communicator. Made by marketers for marketers. Welcome to another episode of That Marketing Podcast, where today we're talking all things marketing strategy with Lee Hopwood. Lee spends her time helping businesses of all sizes transform their marketing. Does this through uh, developing new marketing strategies and mentoring and coaching uh, marketing and broader business leaders in uh, marketing strategy and best practice. Uh, she might be familiar to some of you as uh, from her role at the Chartered Institute of Marketing. She's just finished serving a three-year tenure as, as chair of, of the institute and is now uh, standing down to take on a vice chair role. During her time as chair, she uh, led transformation of, of, the, of the institute through, through its culture, its governance, improving the customer experience and generally driving up uh, the Institute's relevance to all practicing marketers. So a really strong foundation and, and ground level experience to, to talk to us on what strategy is, how to approach it, and the pitfalls that you might encounter. Uh, Lee, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. So we'll start with um, straight a simple question. How should marketers be getting started when they're looking to to build a new marketing strategy? And uh, what a great question to start with. Um, uh, quite, quite frankly, a, a marketing strategy uh, is formed out of knowing the direction of the business. So if an organization has got a really clear business strategy, it's got clear goals, it's got a clear vision and mission, then um, it's so much easier to create the marketing strategy because you know what you need to achieve. And it's not just a... Um, what the business wants to achieve in that financial year. It's not just about hitting sales targets. It should be looking at a much longer term. Um, it might be three years, it might be five years, 10 years might be pushing it too much because it's uh, uh, times change quite a lot. But if you can get your business direction, then that will really inform your marketing strategy. Especially in the last five years or so, we've seen a lot of different um, sort of strategies and proponents popping up things like social selling and account-based marketing and things like that. When you're taking that into consideration, how do you know if that kind of strategy is right for you? Can you, is there a shortcut to learning that or do you have to start testing it to know whether it's going to work for you? I think that's, uh, it's interesting when you use the term account-based marketing as a strategy or, or a social selling strategy. Um, I, think, uh, I think the word strategy is often overused uh, it can, for me, account-based marketing, it's a, all about an approach. It's an operational approach rather than a strategy. A strategy is, um, is, is far more all-encompassing than that. Um, it's far more looking at a, a longer-term approach rather than um, a, an operational, even tactical. Social selling is really quite tactical um, approach to how you might achieve your, your, your objectives and your strategy. So, um, so when you're looking at that next level down and you're looking at how you might um, implement your strategy and you're looking at your marketing plans, then you might decide to have a, an account-based marketing approach um, or you might have social selling approach and all these other approaches. Um, you might have an approach to content. Um, content strategies are, uh, that phrase I think is, is used an awful lot, um, but it's not a strategy, it's an approach. So I think there's um, um, when you're looking at those things, it is about testing. 
Uh, for me, it's about testing, understanding your market, understanding your customers, understanding your value propositions, and knowing how best to sell what you have to the customers that actually want what you've got. So I, it's, it, and that takes some testing. It's not something that um, you can you can commit to. Even your marketing strategy is not something you can um, really commit to for three years. It needs to evolve as as times change. Your market changes, your customer change, your business changes. Um, you need to be able to adapt. Uh, and I think that's why businesses need to be a lot more agile now. So, um, yeah, I think that answers that question. It sounds like then clear definitions is one issue that we're going to run, that marketers seem to run into um, quite a lot. Is that the biggest pitfall in terms of um, jumping straight to tactics rather than having a, a strategy? first or is there something else that marketers really need to watch out for yeah i i think there's um the the big question marketers i think should be asking is why why are they doing what they're doing whether that's at tactical operational or strategic level why are you doing it and what i found is is those people that have um i'm gonna sound like i'm jumping on a uh, on a bit of a um soapbox but those that have got a qualification in marketing tend to understand the basics of marketing and are able to then um are, are better equipped i think to ask the question why and be able to answer it um and be able to challenge why they're they're actually doing something that they are um they are doing and i think that it's it's far too easy for people to jump into tactics because i think there are also senior leaders people that are not marketers um, that work elsewhere in the business who think that marketing should be making sure that your um, keywords are ranked number one on Google. Why? <laughs> is that because it makes them feel good? Is it because they think that's where all the business is going to come from? Um, so I think it's, it's about asking why. And <clears throat> I think it's easy for marketers to jump into tactics because um, marketing as a discipline, I think, is is not clearly understood within businesses. And that's that's across the board. Um, I, it's not uncommon for me to find entire boards that don't actually understand what marketing is and what it can do. And if done well, the power of marketing can absolutely transform an organization. Um, an organization that is, is, is doing okay, it's profitable, it's growing. If it can apply appropriate marketing techniques based on a solid strategy it can achieve far more um, and reach its potential and obviously benefit shareholders and <laughs> business owners um, far more than, than really looking at a, a tactical approach one of the um, one of the things that I see quite often um, and I don't think there's many organizations that do this is look at how much time do you spend looking at your insights looking at your data understanding the market doing that analysis how much time do you spend planning doing your strategy actually planning how you're going to deliver that strategy and how much time do you spend getting stuff done doing the do and in my view it should be a third a third a third i think the reality is that the insights are probably um two percent of the time um the strategic planning and the planning maybe that's 20% of the time, maybe, um, but probably more so planning at an operational or tactical level. And then 
so much more time is spent doing. And I think that that balance is wrong. Um, and I think that's that's something that, that marketers could um, could take a little look at. So you pulled out the difference there between um, marketers who are qualified slash trained compared to those who are sort of entering in from from other routes. If someone's looking to get started in marketing or looking to improve their marketing, how do you, where would you point them in terms of learning resources or learning areas to focus on? That's a great feed question, um, considering my role at CIM. Um, obviously, <laughs> so. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, obviously, I think the Chartered Institute of Marketing, um, but genuinely, I think CIM. Um, it's, it's there, um, whether you want to be qualified or not, it's got loads of different resources that you can use. Um, you've got the qualifications to get you to become a professional marketer, and um, it's also got a chartered marketer program. Um, and certainly something I'm advocating an awful lot at the moment is um, the importance of being a chartered marketer. And, and what that means, um, whether you are a, um, a member of CIM, a fellow of CIM, or um, an associate of CIM, you can still be a chartered marketer. And being chartered is all about staying up to date. And I'm fortunate enough to speak at CIM graduations. And one of the things I, I talk about is, as professional marketers, I believe it's our duty to stay up to date. Because if we don't, then we're not serving our businesses that we work for um, correctly. Because the world is changing, we have to keep up to date with what consumer behavior is doing, um, what um, uh, other organizations are doing, the political environment. We have to stay up to date. And what chartered marketer means is that you are committed to continuous learning and you are therefore keeping yourself up to date. Um, so yeah, I, it's um, uh, experience is as important, having said all that, um, I do think if you can if you can foster a career where you're both a um, qualified marketer, whether that's CIM or whether that's a, another um, qualification, obviously I believe CIM qualifications are the best, um, but I would say that. But if you can um, foster a um, career where you are both qualified and staying up to date, as well as building on your experiences and taking on those projects that maybe nobody else wants to take on, the CRM project, oh, the data project, oh my goodness, you know, is that something that's going to float people's boats? But actually, they're the projects that will give you a much better grounding to enable you to use what you've learned. So does, does that answer that question? I think it does. I think, I think it does. Um, Following on staying up to date, we've seen, it seems to be in mostly the B2B, uh, sorry, the B2C world so far, we've seen brands like Coca-Cola actually ditch the title of chief marketing officer in favor of something like chief growth officer or, or chief data officer. I think that's data you obviously said was very important. Is that speaking to a long-term trend in, in how marketing is evolving or is it, or is it a fad or something that we can sort of safely ignore? I think it's a fad. Um, I don't know why we, uh, why people are so scared about the word marketing. Um, possibly because it it doesn't have um, it again. It's it's not properly understood. Um, 
I have quite a firm belief that at the top of an organization, I think there's only four um, roles. Now, I appreciate different organizations, different sizes. Um, they may struggle to put into four roles. But I believe that there's a CEO, um, there's a CFO responsible for the money, there's a CMO responsible for the external, and a COO responsible for the internal. And um, I hear chief data officer, chief customer officer, chief growth officer, chief all sorts of officers. And I'm, I'm really clear that actually it's a chief marketing officer. This is what marketing does. And um, if, for example, a, a chief data officer, if they work in isolation from the rest of the marketing function, then that data is, is it's going to get lost. Whereas if it can work collaboratively within the marketing function, then it's going to be far more useful and used far more effectively to have an impact on business growth. So um, for me, chief digital officer, that's another brilliant one. Um, and 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 that word digital, I think, is is misunderstood. Um, here we go. That's what we're uncovering from this this conversation, isn't it? That that actually there are words that are misunderstood. Um, I believe, and I think digital is misunderstood. Digital is is um, it's it's in marketing terms, it's another approach. It's another set of techniques that we use. Um, it's not necessarily an overarching approach to marketing. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's interesting that maybe there's a there's a need to um, make sure that we are educating everybody so that we're all on the same page so that we all understand what we mean when we're talking about these things, rather than getting creative with getting new words into the uh, into the marketing vocabulary. That's that's sort of catching up with where we are now in terms of the next 12, 13 months worth of marketing. What do you think are the the big strategic level trends that marketers, especially B two B marketers, really need to be paying attention to? Well, it's it's interesting. Um, the next 12 to 18 months, the, the one area that I think um, for marketers that needs to grow is the use of data and insights. Um, we have so much data. I was at a conference on Friday where it was talking about data being the new oil. If we can use the data that's available to us to improve our products, improve our value propositions, get our pricing right, um, uh, create a, a propositions that are um, relevant to each of our customer segments. If we can use that data to better understand our customer segments and their buying behavior um, and their, um, their, their, um, their emotions, if we can use this data better, then I think that we will find that marketing has a much greater impact on, on bottom line growth. Um, so for me, that for marketers, that's where I think they need to, there needs to be a little bit more focus. Um, interestingly, what I think from a business perspective, um, and where do I think business, uh, businesses will, will change, I'm seeing a real increase in the number of organizations that are better understanding the power of great marketing. I mean, if you if you read the headlines, um, there are organisations over recent years that have have disappeared. Um, arguably, in in quite a few of those cases, it's because the marketing wasn't um, where it needed to be. That could be because the marketers weren't necessarily qualified. Just leaning on what I was talking about earlier, it could be that um, 
the the marketing leaders were unable to do what they felt they needed to do because marketing wasn't understood in the boardroom. It could be that um, that and and one of the, the other areas that I think marketing could could do with working on is is demonstrating its value. We're not very good at sharing with the rest of the business what we've actually achieved, what we're great at. And I think we can do more of that. Uh, it's certainly something I talk about with um, some of the people that I work with is being able to share the results of what we've achieved. So looking at, for example, um, if we've got some a great email response, that's great. And that's something that we should be um, celebrating within the marketing team or within the marketing communications team. However, if we have a much greater share of voice um, compared to our competitors, that's something that we should be sharing at a much more strategic level. If we are, um, if the, the amount of business that has um, converted comes from the marketing channels rather than sales channels, if that's growing, that's the kind of thing that we can be sharing at a, at a strategic level or a more strategic level. So I think there's, um, we can do a lot more as marketers to grow our own reputation as a function. And I think um, leaders will be looking at their marketing functions to see how good they are and are they fit for purpose? Are they keeping up to date? Are they being um, agile and adaptive? And are they using the insights and data? They're the kind of messages that are hitting a senior level of using the, the insights and data, listening to customers, um, so that uh, so that you know where to grow and how to grow, um, so that uh, in essence the shareholders can can benefit financially. It sounds like very much we've circled back around to to definitions. We started with definitions inside marketing of what it what constitutes a strategy rather than tactics, and then it sounds like we're on to how do we talk in a language that non-marketers can understand in order to demonstrate value. Um, is there a, a, how do we go how do we start doing that are there particular um, marketing terms that you think we assume everyone knows but but the rest of the board or the rest of the organization probably don't that we need to, to ditch um, I'm not sure that there are terms that we um, we need to ditch as such I think we need to think about when we use them um, so if we're using marketing jargon when um, trying to have conversations with, with board members, then we're going to lose our board members um, in the conversation. What the board is looking at is, is their revenue growth. They're looking at margins. They're looking at um, um, customer satisfaction. They're looking at a different set of metrics and having different conversations than, than what's happening in the marketing team. So it's, it's just really understanding, well, what are the, um, interestingly, it does circle back to one of your first questions around um, marketing strategy and that um, that um, comes from having a great business um, strategy. And so it's really looking at that business strategy and being relevant to that. And that business strategy will have KPIs and how can marketing speak to those KPIs? So um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that it's um, it, it's knowing when to use the, the terminology um, and not be not bamboozling 
your uh, your CEO with lots of marketing terms. It's it's and it's really interesting. I think in the last ten years, CEOs have had to. Um, um, I'm going to say get more with it in terms of their own terminology because they were almost talking their own language. Um, um, the rise of digital saw an increase in the number of youngsters that were having a really big impact on an organization. And for the CEO to really understand that, they had to learn a new language themselves. They had to learn how to speak to the, to the youngsters um, that were really driving customer behavior as well as working in behavior. So uh, it's interesting that I think it's, it just represents that you've just got to keep learning. You've got to keep learning. You've got to keep adapting. You've got to be agile. Um, and thankfully, as marketers, that, that's kind of in our DNA um, because that's what we should be doing. For those people who uh, can't make it to your uh, customer conference, what's, what's a, a one good resource to, to watch or to, to read or to listen to that's going to start helping you make that mindset shift into a to looking at more at just uh, what's that what's going to help you look in a more strategic mindset what's the sort of one go-to resource if you have one or two so um if i put my crm hat on for a moment i would say crm exchange um, and if you're a crm member then crm catalyst there's a lot of really good tips and advice in there um however um, taking my CIM hat off for a moment, um, a piece of advice that I was given, and I, I do try and um, um, do this, um, although I haven't in, in a few in a few months. But I was once told try and listen to a TED talk once a week. Um, I think the the key is to keep learning, and um, depending on how you learn and what you like. I think that's where your um, that's that's what will drive your um, what you're going to read and what you're going to to listen to. Um, I, it, interestingly, I, I had someone share a podcast with me, um, which she thought was brilliant, and I sat and listened to it, and um, and I, <laughs> I had to switch it off because it was it was a marketing podcast, and it was really clear that the guy that was talking um, didn't really understand what marketing was. Um, and I had to switch it off. So I, I am aware that um, about the need to find resources that you can trust. And I have to say that is why I keep coming back to CIM, um, because it is a resource that I can trust. Right. Uh, good to know there's all sorts of options out there that to, to suit different learning styles. And there you go, TED Talk podcast. I won't ask you to name the marketing podcast in question. That no. might be a little <laughs> mean, but, but trust your own judgment, I suppose, is the is the lesson there. I think it is. I think it's not just your own judgment, um, but I think it's it's that need to keep learning. Just keep learning. Um, the more input you can have, whether that is watching a video on YouTube, listening to a podcast, read, reading a blog monitoring Twitter or LinkedIn, just keep reading, just keep learning, um, more input, more input, and then you start to formulate your own ideas about what is right and what is wrong. Um, and I think that's the, that for me is, it's um, the, the concept of ethical marketing, being able to um, do what's right for your customers, do what's right for your team, do what's right for the business, um, and rather than trying to find um, shortcuts, and the more you can 
take in, the more you can learn, the more likely I think you are going to be of, uh, of finding the right way forward. Brilliant. That sounds like a wonderful note, really positive, up to, upbeat note to, to end the podcast on. So once again, thank you very much for your, all your thoughts. And um, yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me.